Get ready to rumble. Shilling Show Unleashed on the Seven Thunders Media Network. Former city councilor, husband, father, and community watchdog. Your host, Rob Schilling. Welcome to the Schilling Show Unleashed podcast. Remember, your direct support makes our show possible, and you can directly support this podcast by visiting shillingshow.com and then clicking on the Patreon banner at the top of the page to make a monthly contribution. We appreciate your support. The Schilling Show Unleashed podcast welcomes Peter Navarro, a professor emeritus at the University of California, Irvine, a trusted economic advisor to President Donald Trump and author of the new book, Taking Back Trump's America, Why We Lost the White House and How We'll Win It Back. And Peter Navarro, thank you for joining us today on the Schilling Show Unleashed podcast. Yeah, Rob, it's, uh, it's really uh, great to be with you and uh, happy to answer any of your questions. Let's start out with the uh, January 6th committee, because we're in the midst of what appears to be a kangaroo court. Would you classify it that way? Uh, I have repeatedly, and uh, long before I ever got uh, an illegal subpoena from that committee, I characterized it as such. And let me explain why that is so, because there's a number of different reasons. The original vision for that committee on Capitol Hill was a bicameral bipartisan commission with five Democrats and and five Republicans and a Democrat chair and Republican vice chair. The ones at the top of my list are things like, why did Nancy Pelosi leave the perimeter so lightly guarded? Why did Secretary of Defense Mark Esper not have the National Guard nearby? Why, it looks like increasingly, did the FBI have informants mingling in the crowd, possibly instigating advice. That was the original vision, but it did not pass on Capitol Hill. And out of peak, Nancy Pelosi did something she herself called unprecedented, which was to set up this kangaroo committee with seven, not just Democrats, but seven Democrats who had a long history of trying to overthrow the Trump White House and two Republicans in name only, in the, in the most extreme sense of that, Rhino Word, and Liz, and let's bomb Iraq Cheney, and, uh, and Adam uh, Lightweight Kissinger. What we have is this nine-member committee, which has weaponized the investigatory powers of Congress in a way which violates the separation of powers of our Constitution, which is to say that Congress, sure, it has the uh, the authority to investigate, but only for legislative purposes. What it can't do is investigate to build criminal cases against the president or people like me or anybody in between. It can't use Congress to punish, humiliate, or shame people which it is doing on a daily basis. And so that is an illegitimate committee issuing illegal and unlawful and what they call ultra-virus, that is beyond their powers, subpoenas. And I've said that 
from the get-go, you know, some of the technical points also is that it's not duly constituted because it doesn't have a ranking Republican member on it, which is a necessary condition for issuing lawful subpoenas. So there's, there's just a lot of things that are wrong that raise constitutional issues with that kangaroo court and witch hunt. So, Peter, you were subpoenaed on February 9th. What did they ask of you, and what choices did you have in the matter? Because you had to make some decisions here. The subpoena commanded me, and that's the language they use, to appear and testify, as well as produce an amorphous set of fishing expedition documents. Now, here was the, the dilemma I faced, and no... Americans should be faced with that dilemma. President Trump invoked executive privilege in matters in the in, Jan, in the January sixth issue. Okay, executive privilege is an institution of our government that's really important. It dates back to George Washington, who was the originator of it, and it basically allows presidents and his advi- and their advisors to have candid conversations amongst each other without fear of congressional meddling so as to be able to have the most efficient and effective presidential decision-making. That's good for the republic. That's consistent with law dating back to George Washington. So I, I was immediately put into an untenable position. President Trump had invoked executive privilege and the critical legal point is that it was not my privilege to waive. So by duty to my country, constitution, commander-in-chief and the law, I could not comply with that subpoena. That was the dilemma I found myself in. And I did what the law told me to do, which is to say, look, not my privilege to waive the least burdensome alternative for the committee, which is what they are required to do by law, is to simply go to the president and his attorneys and negotiate a waiver of my privilege. And it was like, the president waives the privilege, I will testify. They did not do that, nor did they file a civil suit against me to get the information they were requiring, which was the second least burdensome alternative. Um, instead, they went full authoritarian political circus, partisan witch hunt, arrest him at, a, at an airport mm. and put him in leg irons wow. and threaten him with two years in prison. I mean, and that's, that's how extreme this thing is. And I want to, I know you're going to give me the opportunity to talk about my defense and all of that, but this, I'm already out, costs have already exceeded $400,000 in this matter. I'm looking at a million dollars in legal fees. So the, the two things I ask people to do when they, when they ask me if how they can help is by taking back Trump's America. That's the blueprint and battle cry to get Pelosi out, to stop this weaponization of Congress, and also to get Trump back in the White House. And then there's a um, if you go to defendpeter.com, defendpeter.com, there's a s- small donor website there people can contribute to the effort. And, you know, I'd, I'd appreciate whatever help you want. Um, and reading that book, I think, is really important for the American Republic 
I mean, the, my troubles aside, this Biden regime is, is destroying our economy as we know it and exposing us to tremendous insecurity from the likes of China, Russia, Iran, and uh, down the line. Peter, this sounds like lawfare, like they're using the government, which has unlimited deep pockets, to go after political enemies of this administration and basically bankrupt them or try to force them into submission. Is that what's going on here? Uh, that's exactly what's going on. And um, in the civil suit I filed the Monday before the Friday, they went uh, full metal jacket on me at Reagan Airport. Uh, I pointed out, you know, I was representing myself at that point, what they call pro se, because of this tool that the Democrats are so fond of, this lawfare, where they they pervert, I mean, the, the, the kangaroo court itself on the Hill, Congress's Democrat Pelosi committee, that's lawfare in the sense that they are perverting the investigatory powers of Congress in a way which illegally weaponizes those powers for judicial purposes in violation of the separation of powers. By the same token, when they charge me with contempt of Congress and force upon me what's going to be a million dollars in legal fields, what, what they do is they not only force me to pay that money, but also divert my attention from other work or leisure, for that matter, which I could be engaged in. So what they do is try to take me off the table. I mean, so far, I've lost my Second Amendment rights, First Amendment rights, uh, and my Fourth Amendment rights to due process, because when I was arrested at the airport, they wouldn't let me call an attorney before my magistrate hearing. That's lawfare. It's one of the techniques I talked a lot about when I was in the White House within the context of the Chinese Communist Party, where they, you know, they would use, you know, they take the World Trade Organization and turn it against us. They take the United Nations and turn it against us. Now, that's lawfare from an authoritarian foreign power. What, what I'm being exposed to now and what the world is bearing witness to with this kangaroo committee is lawfare in a domestic context. And it's just, I mean, it's just not good for the Republic. It's just not good for America. So Peter, can you get justice in America? Are the courts so corrupted that they're going to go along with this? Because it sounds like a big uphill battle you have. Certainly I will be a data point. Talk to me when, when this is all over and, and we can, we can parse that. I can tell you that prosecutors in this case, all they want to do is win and put my behind bars, and it's not clear to me that they care how they accomplish that. Look, I want to get back to this arrest itself. I want everybody yeah. listening now to put their, themselves in my shoes. I'm a distinguished White House official. I say that with all due humility, but I did sell, save millions of lives during the pandemic when I stepped in early as one of the few voices inside the White House who said, hey, Houston, we got a serious problem here. We got to do things like ban travel from China. I did that. I saved, saved millions of lives getting personal protective equipment out there to the front lines. I helped create hundreds of thousands of jobs. I mean, nobody's ever accused me of having anything to do with the January 6th 
violence. Yet I, I'm in a position now where on June 3, 2020, 7 in the morning at my home, you can't make this up, which is like 40 yards away. It's a field goal away from the, from the FBI. In other words, they could have simply come to my door as they had the week before to deliver a subpoena and arrested me there. Or they could have done, which is the normal thing to do in a misdemeanor case like this, simply call me up and say, we have arrest warrant, come down to court report and we'll, we'll book you and go through the arraignment. They, they, they didn't do that. They let me get all the way to the airport, sit there for an hour waiting to board the plane, and then take me in the jetway well, they prevented, like, I don't know, 100 people from getting off on their flight on time, put me in handcuffs, take me back to the FBI. <laughs> I thought they were taking me home. No, wrong. No, the FBI 30 yards away from my home. And I wind up in not just in leg irons and strip search. They put me in the same jail cell as John Hinckley, the guy who shot a president. Really? Right. In, in I mean, Hinckley's cell? Honest <laughs> honest and true. And and I, I, they, I, they seem to, like, I was told by two different people that while I was sitting there, uh, they seemed to be proud of that in some, some way. It's like, and I'm thinking to myself, wow, I mean, is there any equivalency here between... John Hinckley shooting President Reagan and, and Peter Navarro standing up for the Constitution and doing the honorable thing and, and not waiving a privilege that was not his to wave. I mean, but oh, the, the other thing that they did, this is the FBI, mind you, and the Justice Department under Joe Biden. When they took me in the jetway, they took my phone. As I said, they wouldn't allow me to contact an attorney. And I was sequestered for about three hours before I saw a magistrate. Within nanoseconds of them taking me down, this thing was all over the media. And the only way it could be all over the media is if the FBI or the Justice Department leaked it. And that just goes to the show trial political persecution aspect of this whole thing. And, and they have yet to explain why they did it. And, you know, we want to get to the bottom of that because it, it, it raises a whole other set of issues as to what the purpose of this prosecution is. Because it certainly isn't to get, get information. That, that doesn't appear to be their intent. They just want to shame, humiliate, punish somebody before they're even found guilty by, by a jury of their peers. The Shilling Show Unleashed podcast with Peter Navarro continues in just a moment. Support this podcast online at shillingshow.com. Borderhawk.news is a one-stop shop with the latest news about immigration, nationalism, and globalism. The Borderhawk staff daily curates immigration news stories and in the fashion of the Drudge Report, updates the site with cutting-edge content and original first-class commentary. Borderhawk.news highlights national and international media reports, tweets and nuggets buried in local news blurbs, polls, video clips, and policy research. 
Border Hawk is pro-legal immigration, pro-rule of law, but against an unsecure border as countless Americans have suffered violence at the hands of criminal illegal aliens. And an increasing number of Americans are concerned about how mass migration affects their daily life. Borderhawk.news will remain on the forefront of the immigration issue with a buffet of info to read, evaluate, and share. Bookmark Borderhawk.news. Add them on social media at Borderhawknews on Twitter. Looking out for us, Rob Schaub. Chilling Show Unleashed podcast returns. Our guest is Peter Navarro, and the new book is Taking Back Trump's America, Why We Lost the White House and How We'll Win It Back. Peter, it appears that they will stop short of nothing to take down Donald Trump. In fact, you've stated that they're not really targeting you so much as they are to get through you to him. What is this obsession with taking down our former president? President Trump is a, is really a, a transformational leader who was the first president in decades, decades, who really cared about the deplorables. The, the, call it the common man and now the common man and the common woman in this country. Call it the, the black and brown and blue-collar, red-necked Americans who, who are in a striver's economy, want nothing more and a decent wage for their work and, and the ability to raise a family and go to church. That certainly threatens the woke left. There's no question about that. But when I was in the White House, Rob, it's interesting to me that it was, it was surprising to me that there was so much opposition within parts of the Republican Party. And it was all it's all Wall Street and big pharma, corporate offshore jobs, companies that really find a a populist economic nationalist like Trump so dangerous to their bottom line. I mean, there's just so many people in this country who don't care about America anymore. Those are the ones that Trump, that are, they're afraid of Trump. And so they want to get rid of them. It's a coalition of the self-interested because look, if you just strip away what Donald Trump did, I mean, look, it's just a fact. He created the strongest economy in modern history. And he did it through America First policies ranging from buy American, hire American to tariffs on China, both of which I was intimately involved in. I mean, he did that. Um, Russia was in a box. China was in a box. Iran was in a box. North Korea is a box. We didn't have to worry about any of that. No inflation, cheap gas, plentiful food. The Biden regime pops up with their their woke left, and they 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 don't destroy destroy the economy. <laughs> they they unleash the the beasts of of Russia, China, Iran, and North Korea again. And we'll be seeing missiles from North Korea soon flying again across the sky. So it's an Alice in Wonderland world when you think. You're better off with Joe Biden when the facts are they state otherwise. So here we are, and here I sit, and tomorrow got to go to court once again as we move towards the trial date and try to litigate this issue. 
I've got to ask you, because in the previous couple of days, there have been two things regarding President Trump that I've seen uh, blared over at the Drudge Report and other sites. Number one, the Democrats are seeking to, quote, arrest him. And number two, there's been a disinformation campaign about alleged violence and unhinged behavior of President Trump. I'd love for you to address those two stories. Well, first of all, I've, I've said from the outset, the objective of the kangaroo court on Capitol Hill, the Jan 6 unselect committee, as the president liked to refer to it, is to build a, a build up a Jan 6 hoax, just like the Russia hoax, in, a, in an attempt to stop President Trump from occupying the White House in January of 2025. I mean, clearly, if the election were held today, he'd be president. Right off the bat, that's a violation of the separation of powers and makes that committee illegal. But the, but the best evidence of them wanting to do that is the legislative history, which I outline in my civil suit against that committee, which is that the seven Democrats have been engaged in a five-year crusade to overthrow the Trump White House, either the, the past one or the future one. I don't say that lightly, but the, the history is clear. Most of the seven members were in, intimately involved in perpetrating the Russia hoax, which is completely discredited. I mean, Schiff and Raskin always stand out in that. He had two phony impeachment trials. And then Jimmy Raskin, this, this is a villain. This is an evil man. He was behind three, no less than three House resolutions that were aimed at removing Trump from office on, dare I say, trumped-up charges of mental or physical incompetence or incapacity. And it's just, I mean, that's the history. You know, it's, they wear it on their sleeve. They want Trump out. They want to be done with Trump. And they're using, weaponizing their investigatory powers. That's the, the answer the disinformation campaign alleging violence and unhinged behavior. Now, these stories are coming out and people are testifying oh, yeah. that. Here's the thing. One of the, now go to the, the Taking Back Trump's America book, because it's an important, it's going to be an important historical document as regards to the Trump White House. Going back to Ronald Reagan, there was a saying that personnel is policy, meaning whoever you put in there is going to give you the kind of policies based on who they are, no matter who the president is, right? And Nixon had a problem with that. He had too many liberals in his White House. Reagan made sure he didn't have a problem with that, and he succeeded. But in the Trump case, I refine that by saying that bad personnel is bad policy, is bad politics. If you look at, for example, Cassidy Hutchinson, okay, mm -hmm. this is, the fruit of the poisonous Mark Meadows tree in the sense that when Meadows came in as the fourth chief of staff, he brought in five women. Three of them he put in his chief of staff's office, two of them that he installed in his press shop. Most of those women had no allegiance, what's, most or all of them had no allegiance whatsoever or affinity for the Trump agenda. You know, they were simply mercenaries picking up a paycheck, working for Mark Meadows. And it would turn out a number of them would exhibit their disloyalty to the president. And you know, one of them, Alyssa Farah, who was in the press shop, 
now has a lucrative gig on CNN, and they pay her basically to dump all over Donald Trump mm. and lie about him whenever she gets a chance. This Cassidy Hutchinson, I, I could never figure out why she was there. Because every time I was there, it was kind of a, a running joke. All I ever saw her do was eat candy at her desk. <laughs> she, had, she, had the, I, I, she had the desk right outside of Meadows' office. I go, hey, what do you got today? Oh, good candy canes, Halloween corn, chocolate chip cookies. It's like, I, I didn't understand why she wasn't like 300 pounds. It's like, why was she there? Now, you don't allow hearsay evidence in a court of law, yet the committee allowed Cassidy Hutchinson to provide hearsay evidence that, that has turned out to be not just disinformation, but apparent lies or bad recollection on her part, or who knows, the hearsay evidence was wrong. But the beast is the president's limo. She says, he tried to commandeer the beast. He wasn't even in the beast that day. I mean, that's just the, that's just for starters. Secret Service seems to have some uh, different view about the president lunging over. I mean, it's just, I, I did, none of this rings true to me based on the man I know and knew in the Oval Office. Yet these people who are spouting this are the bad personnel, never should have been in the Trump White House to begin with, if Trump wanted to recruit capable and loyal and honest people, far too many times he did not have that. He had people who were sticking knives in his back. And that's, you know, if you want to read the Taking Back Trump's America book, I, I name names. And, and it's not just two or three. It's, it's a lot. And that was one of the tragedies that in the, when I was in the Trump White House, Rob, this was a surprise to me. I had to fight as many people inside the Trump White House as outside to move President Trump's agenda along. And then when I say his agenda, it's the transformational part of the agenda on trade and tariffs and, and border security that he got so much pushback on. Finally, Peter, let's talk about Trump 2024 and particularly the yeah. issues that you just referenced. How would he avoid that in a second administration? Again, that's what the Taking Back Trump's America book is about. I mean, I, one of the things um, that, I've, that I've already talked about in, that's in the book is that he needs to appoint people early that will be competent, highly competent. That's the first rule. But also, when I say loyal, I don't mean loyal, blind loyalty. I mean loyal to the Trump agenda. They need to be there as personnel who will implement Trump policy, not because they're told to, because but because they believe in it. So it's going to be critical that he populates a Trump 47, POTUS 47 White House with the right people. In, in order to get there, one of the key themes of taking back Trump's America is that we have to take the Congress and the House out of the hands not just of Nancy Pelosi, but of any rhino Republican leadership. And that's critical. And the Taking Back Trump's America book is, is basically a blueprint to do that. The weaponization of the investigatory powers of Congress by the Democrats is a threat to Trump's winning the White House in 2024, because in, when they took it over in 2018, when Pelosi took that over, that's when all that impeachment uh, nonsense 
started. And that's when, when Jamie Raskin started to go wild with all his crazy house resolutions to overthrow President Trump. For your listeners, what I advise them to do is, is uh, from the canon of Steve Bannon, which is action, 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 get involved uh, not just in, in, a, in a congressional race that matters, and that's going to be close, but we got to win, but also in other races like secretaries of state, where they're the ones that determine election integrity, uh, and school boards. Mm. And these are the places where we're getting the woke agenda. It's absolutely true. Peter Navarro, if people want to get a copy of Taking Back Trump's America, and also if they'd like to support your legal efforts, would you tell us how to do those two things? The easiest thing is go to PeterNavarro.com. There you will be able to get to Amazon to buy Taking Back Trump's America. And there's a handy little DefendPeter.com. DefendPeter.com will take you right to a small donor crowdfunding source where you can provide a donation uh, to uh, the, the legal effort. And, and I'd appreciate uh, any support, Rob, from your audience. They're not just coming from me. If they, can, if they can put me in prison, they can put anybody in your audience in prison. We thank you for standing up and for your continued loyalty and love for America. Peter Navarro, thanks for joining us today on the Schilling Show Unleashed podcast. Yeah, I so much appreciate the time, Rob. Good luck to you. That concludes another edition of the Schilling Show Unleashed podcast. Visit us online at shillingshow.com where you can directly support this podcast by clicking on the Patreon banner at the top of the page and making a monthly donation. Your support is essential for the continuation of the Shilling Show Unleashed podcast. Until next time. Bye.